Tuesday. Glad to have you. Bill Michaels Show. Again, you ready for tonight's baseball matchup? You got the uh, Brewers back at it tonight. And uh, they are uh, taking on Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. Brandon Woodruff, by the way, takes a, a lot of pleasure in showing the media which finger it is that he has the Reynolds disease. I don't know if you've seen that, but uh, it's the middle finger. <laughs> Having a sense of humor. Hey, which one is it? Brandon, let show you. you know, what? Are you? Are you? Fl- oh, that's the finger. Oh, my goodness. Okay. That's the way it goes. <laughs> Uh, good day today. You know, uh, you do not realize, you don't realize what is involved via your life when it comes to your phone until your phone dies. Ben, have you ever had to change phones? Many, many a time, Bill. Oh, my God. Um, man, I uh, a couple of days ago, I, I think I was telling a story. I was uh, cutting the grass. And I had my phone in my pocket. And when I I had leaned over, I'm a weed puller. So as I'm on the tractor, I'm driving through the yard. And if I see a weed or something, I'll lean over, I'll grab it, I'll yank it out. And then I mow it, mulch it, gets put up in the bags, and then I get rid of it. So, um, yeah, I was was leaning over. I had my phone in my pocket because I listen to music and stuff while while I'm cutting the grass. And I guess I leaned against something. Like there's a, a shifter on the side that uh, on the side of the mower on the left side of the mower that sets the the mowing deck. I think I leaned against that, and as I did, my body weight pressed the phone against that, and it cracked my phone screen. It still worked, but the phone screen had begun to chip away. So if I used my phone or if I picked it up and put it to my face, it actually put little tiny cuts uh, on my cheek. So I went ahead and got a new phone. I went in on. Uh, um, uh, let's see here. I went in on Friday, and I had uh, the replacement phone ordered. So it arrived. So it arrived yesterday, but I had uh, the cigar dinner and such last night, so I didn't really do anything with it last night. So I got home, and I just went to bed. I thought, oh, I'll do it, work on it this morning. So I get up. I, I, I went uh, and uh, did a few things this morning, and I came home. I tried to get a little bit of a workout in. Uh, maybe 15 minutes on the bike just to be able to move my legs and pedal a little bit just to try to keep cardio up of some type. So I get upstairs and I thought, ah, you know, it's 8 o'clock. You know, I got some time. I'll go ahead and set this thing up. I got the new phone here. It's still setting up. Between your bank accounts, uh, all the stuff that you – because you don't remember every password to every account for everything you have, and you don't dare make them all the same passwords. You know, there's a few things that I have the same password for, but very rarely because I'm pretty anal about that stuff. So now you got to figure out like bank accounts and stuff and business accounts. And you got to figure out the screen names and then the ID numbers, the account numbers. Uh, Oh, my God. I'm just it's it's crazy. And then you got to set up your email. Well, your email's automatic. I, I, don't, I couldn't tell you the last time that I changed the password via my email. It's been the same for a long time. And it's very, very convoluted, but I don't remember the sequence of numbers. So when it says to authenticate it through your email, it's like, oh, crap, I don't know what my email is. So now I'm going back to my email to reset my email password, but it sends the verification to my phone. So, oh, my God, I don't know if you've ever gone through this, but it's just completely maddening. 
It's maddening. And then you realize how much you use your phone, you know, for everything it is. Everything from directions through Waze to your bank accounts to Amazon. I just, it, it's crazy. So um, anyway, that's what I've been doing all morning is setting up the account and getting that taken care of. And it's it's been rather, rather bananas, to be perfectly honest with you. So it's anyway. not fun. Maybe this is just where I'm at in my life. But when that stuff happens to me, all the important stuff like bank accounts and emails, I'm fine. I just put it aside. I'll deal with it when I get a new one. I get really anxious when I can't log into Twitter. Right. Yeah, if I can't log into Twitter, it's, it's like you uh, were the first message that came through on the new phone. I'm on it. Because I hadn't even set up my messaging yet. And you got to set it up, and then you got to set it up to your colors and your preferences. It looks weird, you know, because you've changed things, obviously, along the way. Uh, and then there's things that's been added to it since then, and I have not updated my phone in that sense, in that regard. So that's been off. It's just, it's, it's just, man, you just don't realize how much is on your phone and what you do with it until you lose it. And then, you know, oh boy, then, you know, cause like even my, my watch is connected to my phone and our corporate email is connected to your phone. Well, then you've got to go in and put your corporate email back in because it just uh, automatically doesn't load. So that's got to go back in. And that's got a myriad of things and domains and domain names and all that kind of, you, and you got to do that. It's just, oh my goodness. So uh, I'm getting, I'm getting email via Wi-Fi on my one phone. On my other phone, it's not completely set up yet. Meanwhile, the, the emails are coming through on my watch, but my watch isn't synced up to my phone. And I just, I, I can't believe I've done all this over the years. So it's just, it's, it's completely crazy. Uh, I do know for those that are trying to listen and trying to watch via YouTube, I do know that Restream uh, is not working properly. And as soon as it comes up, uh, we'll be on uh, the uh, video side of things as well. So, yes, I know for those that are emailing saying, where's the stream? Yes, I do get it. I understand it. Uh, it's a pain in the ass right now, but it's uh, been basically on and off all morning as I've tried to load the video side of things. And it just hasn't hasn't worked. So hopefully it works and hopefully it loads. Uh, we shall see. But uh, Restream has not been uh, working properly all day. Wait, so Bill, I might have missed this. Are you getting an iPhone now? Are the texts becoming no. blue finally? Oh. No, no, no. I will never get an iPhone. I had one, and people that swear by it, they because they say, well, people, if you've ever had an iPhone and you started out with an iPhone and a Mac, you'll never go back to anything Microsoft or Google or anything like that ever again or Samsung or whatever. Uh, people that, and vice versa. I've had both used both. And if you ever want to test a phone, I mean, like legitimately put it through its paces to see everything that it can do from videos and, and all the modifications of videos and pictures and such that you can do to social media, to emails, to give it to me for about a month. And I'll tell you if your phone's crap or not. And I know people swear by their iPhones. The problem with iPhones is they're compatible with certain things, whereas Samsung, uh, the Android versions, uh, they're in Google versions and such. The Pixel, they're all they're all compatible with so many different things that Google that uh, iPhones are not. And the camera on the uh, Samsungs are far and away better. The cam, uh, the Samsung and the um, 
the uh, adjust capability of pictures and videos and stuff, the editing, is far and away better. Now, there are some neat things. There are some neat facets to iPhone um, that I liked because some of their video editing software, really simple. It, it really looks cool, and it looks professional, and it's really simple to use. And so they've done and, and per, 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 uh, perfected some things there. But the overall quality, it, it's hands down, going away. It's it, The Samsung is better, by, by far better. Samsung, I think, works with either Nikon or Canon on the development of their, their camera phone, uh, their phone cameras and video aspects. Uh, I don't know um, who, I think Apple uses their own. They've tried to develop their own, and it just it, it's never been the same quality. And since we put a lot of videos up, videos up, pictures up, the editing quality, plus I get a Note, uh, the Samsung Galaxy Note, so I can use the actual uh, pen, the S Pen on there, and I can I can sign my signature, I can draw things, I can scribble things out. I mean, it just it's so much easier to use. So, so but, to answer your question, it's a very long, drawn out answer. No, I'm never going back to iPhone. You are the guy, though. I, I understand there are a lot of benefits to other ones, but you are the guy with green text messages. Green? Oh, yeah. When you text on iPhone, between iPhones, it's blue, and it's a lot easier to text. And it also means on my computer, I can send text messages to others with iPhones. Uh, with with other phones, it's green, and I can't get it on my computer. So it adds oh, okay. a lot of stress and anxiety well, you see what in I my mean, life. Though. You see yeah. what I mean, though? That it's not compatible. Mac Mac keeps it completely different. They only allow Mac in, whereas is I get everything from all phones. I can get it on my computer. I can get it on my phone. I can get it on my watch. And that's the other thing is the only thing that's really truly compatible with the iPhone in its full capacity would be unless you buy an Apple Watch, it doesn't fit compatibility sometimes with other watches. And Apple Watches aren't nearly as good as what I like in the basics of the Fitbit. There you go. I I'm just thinking about it from my point of view, as I do yeah. with most things. So you're looking, you're looking at it selfishly. Yeah, I'm putting the I in producer. Okay, because there is one. <laughs> and yeah, it's green text. I it's impossible to deal with. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So there you go. That is our uh, that is our version today of uh, of meaningless crap. Myself and Ben Kenny. There you go. Hopefully uh, we made we made your life better. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Anyway, uh, a couple other things uh, to get to. Like I mentioned, uh, Brewers coming up later on uh, tonight. And uh, if uh, you know if all goes well, we're going to see Woodruff provided that he doesn't have any additional injuries or any additional Reynolds disease and he can feel the baseball and he's back from the issues and everything's going to be right with the world and should be good to go. So hopefully that, that all works out. Um, 12 players and coaches have been suspended for the roles in the Mariners and Angels brawl, by the way. We were talking about that a little bit yesterday, a lot about that yesterday. Um so we got into that discussion, and 12 different players and coaches have now been suspended, and rightfully so, by Major League Baseball. So it is, uh, yeah, it's uh, man, oh, man. That was a melee, and uh, baseball has now begun to come down hard on all of that. So uh, you've got 
Let's see here. You've got uh, the interim manager, Phil Nevin, suspended for 10 games. Seattle Mariners outfielder Jesse Winker. And I can't believe this. I thought he'd get at least 10. He received a seven-game ban from Major League Baseball for his role in the bench-clearing brawl. Why the interim manager, Phil Nevin, was suspended, I I, I don't specifically know. Um, Nevin and Winker, uh, two of the 12 players and coaches suspended between the teams. Mariners shortstop J.P. Crawford received five games. Angels pitcher Ryan Tapera and uh, Andrew Wentz suspended for three. Mariners outfielder Julio Rodriguez, Angels reliever Raciel Iglesias, and Major League interpreter. The Major League interpreter was on the field. Manny Del Campo received the games. Angels third baseman Anthony Rendon, uh, who was out for the rest of the season after undergoing wrist surgery, suspended for five games when he returns because he was the dude. He was uh, and he's uh, prohibited from sitting on the bench for the next seven games because he was the dude that walked out with the cast on his hand and grabbed the face of Jesse Winker, giving him the mush shove. So he's he's done for the year and five games next year. Nevin's suspension begins uh, began Monday night. The Angels open up the home series against the White Sox. Bench coach Ray Montgomery, who received a two-game suspension, managed in Nevin's place as the Angels beat the White Sox four to three, uh, and it just goes on. So I, I that was a melee, man. I'm surprised that baseball did not come down harder on Jesse Winker because he was the guy that not only started it with the jawing back and forth with Nevin, but then went after the Angels bench, was taken off the field, came back out yet again after the benches had been basically after order had been kind of restored, came back out and started it all over again, and then flipped off the fans and only got seven games. I, I want, I'm waiting to see if he, if, he, uh, if he appeals it and tries to get it down to three or five or something like that. I, I'm, I'm, were you shocked that Jesse Winker only got seven games, Ben? A little bit. Did you go back by any chance and watch the John Boy breakdown of the fight? I did not. Because it's hilarious, first of all, because like Scott Service was in the, the Mariners manager was in the middle of the fight. There were a bunch of little nuggets that he found as it was going on that were really funny. But the context of it made it make more sense because the night before the Mariners had thrown at Mike Trout's head after right, a meeting right. on the mound. And, and they threw at uh, another player's head on Friday night. Julio Rodriguez. Right. Yes, right. On the Mariners. So Nevin literally said to the umpires after the game. Like, yeah, we're throwing at him, but that's because they threw at our guy first. I I kind of get the Winker stuff because it's really the managers that are, that should take the biggest blame because they're the ones that are having their pitchers out there headhunting. Yeah, I and I and I get that. I, I get that the man, but but Winker was the guy that you knew it was coming. Some point, somebody was going to get hit. You knew it was coming. They didn't go near his head. They hit him in the ass. I mean, that's like the unwritten rule is you don't throw at a guy's head. You go at his butt, you go at his back, whatever, but but you don't go anywhere near his head. And they didn't. They hit him in a butt. And Winker just, I, I'm still stunned that you can not only go in and start a fight, but then come back out after, after you know, the peace has been somewhat restored, start it all over again, and flip off the crowd on the way out and still not leave the bench, have to be told two and three times, and still only get seven games. That, that to me, is somewhat, um, I'm going to say, shocking. Because I, I was really, 
I really thought that he would get at, at minimally 10 games. I thought it might be a month's worth of games. And baseball, at least in my opinion, came down a little bit easy on him. Just That's just my opinion. 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Wednesday Night Live. Back at it again tomorrow night in the uh, Wisconsin State Fair Park. Stop down to the Bud Pavilion. Say hi. It's going to be a good time. And it looks like after tonight's storms pass through, it looks like tomorrow's going to be beautiful weather. So stop out. It's going to be picture perfect tomorrow night at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. And it's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. The official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. More right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 1670. So now you got the Brewers back at it, and they're going to be in Tampa Bay this time. Woody uh, Brandon Woodruff with the Rinalds disease believes he has thrown a, a couple of good outings up at uh, whether it's the Miners or in uh, in Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, uh, the organization there. And uh, Woodruff talks about the last rehab start he had for the uh, Timber Rattlers. I felt good. Was able to do everything again. Um, didn't throw out the stretch until the fifth, so that was something I'll work on this week is just getting those extra reps out of the stretch. So that's when the most important pitches are thrown. But other than that, I was able to get ahead and get some early contact. and um, So, yeah, it was all good. All good. So uh, he then, like I said at the beginning of the program, he takes a little bit of pride, tongue-in-cheek, smiles when uh, you say, okay, Woody, hey, what finger is it? And then he slowly holds up the middle finger and you're not quite sure if uh you know he's giving you the middle finger or if he's actually showing you the finger that's having an issue uh but it is the middle finger and he talks about that being the issue the middle finger huh um no it's uh like so it 
I'm able to go pitch and not really think about it. It just, like, it's weird. It'll get a little cold, but, like, yeah. I don't really lose the, the feeling that as much anymore. So that's, that's every day has kind of gotten better. So I think as long the, as we kind of go through this process of it, I, I've never dealt with it, so I don't really know how to, I don't know what's the outlook going to look like. You know, is it going to be completely gone tomorrow? Am I going to deal with this for another mm-hmm. six months? But as far as pitching and throwing, like, the the feeling in the middle finger has gotten to the point where it's become minimal now so like it's not affecting like i'm not going out there and like i can't film my middle finger so right that's the important part so there you go it's not like he can't feel it uh just acts up and you know it, it is what it is but he said it's getting steadily better which is that's really good news so so we'll see We'll see. So uh, hopefully uh, Woody is able to throw a nice – and you got to figure his last outing, 70-something pitches, you probably figure he's going to get back to maybe 80 to 90 tonight. Here's your question, Ben. What if Woodruff comes back and just looks dynamite and he has himself a no-hitter through six innings and he's sitting at 91 pitches? I can't wait. I was actually dreaming about that last <laughs> night. When I got up this morning and I was uh, I was reading a little bit and uh, I saw that they're going to probably keep him between 80 and 95 pitches tops. And I thought, oh, boy, here we go. The first thing I thought of was I cannot wait for tomorrow's morning show if indeed Woodruff is throwing a no-hitter, say, through six, and he's sitting at about 84 pitches, 85, how much longer do they let him go? And do they pull him out with a no-hitter? This is a guy that was starting to stretch himself out earlier this season. He had to take a little time off. He had the high ankle sprain, has the Reynolds disease. Does this then begin to affect him? And uh, just to listen to the morning show, which I understand Rowdy's not going to be there tomorrow because uh, he's got something going on. He's in some kind of weightlifting competition in a gym or something, and uh, and and then to listen to to you and Ebo go crazy, I it it would be beautiful tomorrow morning. Oh, Bill, but back in my day, Nolan Ryan would throw no hitters with three broken legs. Right? Tell me they can't come back and throw ninety pitches. <laughs> Warren Spahn. There was an interview uh, back during the closing of County Stadium, and Warren Spahn sat down with Euchre, and I wish I had it. I had to had to leave it at the the old the old place when I left because it was their property. But uh, I remember listening to it and Warren Spahn talked about throwing uh 12 or 13 inning game and through the whole game and ended up getting the win in that game. And, uh, you know, they said they didn't do pitch counts then and they didn't, you know, and this was the high kick and lefty, you know, that everybody just, uh, and obviously a hall of famer, but that everybody loved. And, you know, in between innings, you're going in and he was thirsty. So he's grabbing a beer and, you know, they're smoking cigarettes. And then I'm thinking nowadays, you you know, now, then, you know, the argument is, well, would he have been even greater <laughs> had he actually, you know, taken care of his body the way they take care of him today? So maybe there's an argument to be made. But you're right. I go back to, you know, watching Nolan, Nolan Ryan through seven no hitters in his career. Come on. Guy was lights out. Just a power pitcher and powered through everything and got himself ready. And today, you know, if you get the 75, 80 pitches, managers are biting their nails. Then again, the money wasn't the same either. So if a guy goes down with a shoulder injury, eh, so be it. They go ahead and just kind of pack them off and, and send them away. But the money today with a guy making anywhere from 10 to 15, 20 million dollars. Yeah, you're, you're going to protect an investment with everything you have. Uh, speaking of investments. In the Deshaun Watson disciplinary hearing, uh, Andrew Brandt says, my sense is Watson's counsel will not bring up 
behavior of certain owners, but acquiesce uh, of the uh, Texans in regards to Watson's behavior. Representing Watson is Jeffrey Kessler, longtime uh, thorn, as uh, Andrew says, in management's side. He will hold no punches. Um, you know, it's I, I understand there's an argument to be made here. I understand that. Um, oh, you know what? Let's do this. We'll talk about this when we come back because I think it's a rather interesting topic. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson's hearing coming up today. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Of the program brought to you by our friends at Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. And uh, this time of year, when the uh, the creepy crawlies start moving around uh, or start becoming more active, if they haven't already, uh, you'd either one like to get rid of them, maybe you'd like to prevent them, or you've tried to and it's just not working. So uh, give them a buzz. Four one four eight seven seven fifty eight eleven. 5811. Do not let the name Milwaukee fool you because uh, they go everywhere. Uh, again, 414-877-5811, 414-877-5811. If you're a homeowner, you understand it. If you are a uh, complex owner, say you own numerous units, apartment buildings, what have you, business offices, a uh, great way to do uh, this is 414-877-5811. But the big thing about it is uh, pets, no problem. And if you have kids in the house, no problem. They can help you out. Try to try to get rid of those things today, and they do it eco-friendly. There's chemical options. It's affordable, and uh, they give you many different ways to uh, to get rid of the creepy crawlies or just be preventative. Uh, again, MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com, MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com, or just call them, 414-877-5811, 414-877-5811. So, the whole Deshaun Watson thing uh, getting ready to come down. Now, the Texans thought they got their first-round picks and, uh, you know, passed the problems on to the Browns, and no, nah, not so fast. Uh, Tony Busby issues a statement saying the first case has been filed against now the Houston Texans, saying today we filed the first case of what will likely be many against the Houston Texans related to Deshaun Watson's behavior. Suffice it to say, the overwhelming evidence collected indicated uh, that Houston Texans enabled Watson's behavior. It's incredibly damning. We believe the Texans knew or most certainly should have known of Watson's conduct. Beyond that, we believe the filing speaks for itself. So the Texans, they thought they were out from underneath this. They thought, well, we traded away the problem. It's somebody else's issue now. We don't have to worry about it. Let's move on. No. No, not the case. Uh, because as they continue, again, to file more and more uh, lawsuits, expand those lawsuits, more discovery, uh, obviously more evidence begins to come out. And uh, the Houston Texans now looking at this saying, well, geez, uh, we just didn't think we had to worry about any of this. And they have to. Now, Deshaun Watson's team 
is going to say to the NFL, okay, they may not just come directly at specific owners. They may not say, hey, look, Jerry Jones, Stephen Ross, Haslam, Daniel Snyder, you've got some issues. You know, even go back to uh, Mark Davis, who's somewhat silently backing John Gruden in his lawsuit against the league, okay? You understand all of that. Um, but when you – and it's there. It's the, it's, it's the giant pink elephant in the room. But you have to handle this. If you're the NFL, you have to say, you know what, you're right. We have issues right here in our own backyard, no doubt. But today we are here to discuss the actions of a player who took it upon himself on not one, not two, but numerous occasions, give or take, to basically be be a creepazoid. And that's how you need to treat this. I get it because the Players Association and the representation for Deshaun Watson are going to go, yeah, but. That's the argument. Yeah, but. Yeah, we did this, but you did that but you've done this, but your owners have done that. Don't act like you're protecting the shield when your own owners are creepsters. You know, okay, I, I, you got a point. You know, it's it's hard to throw stro- stones when you're packing glass house, man. You get it. You get it. But it's also got to be handled on an individual basis. And so the disciplinary hearing scheduled for today is going to push for uh, the NFL expects to push for a lengthy suspension uh, a year. And I think if he gets anything less than that, I think there's going to be an outcry. Ben, if he say gets 10 games, do you think fans and media alike begin to scream for an out, uh, an outcry for a longer suspension? Completely. I think, and I don't have all of the previous suspensions in front of me, but I think everybody will look at the precedent that was set because it goes back to the whole Ray Rice thing. But then since then, with people like Kareem Hunt, who were suspended, I think he got eight games. But, yeah, it I feel like it has to be at least a year or they'll be comparing what different guys did and what they got suspended for. I think the precedent right. just has to be set because, uh, I mean, the Browns are obviously in a tough spot. But, I, I mean, the fact that they traded for him, gave him the contract in the midst of all this, and then expecting it to just be half a season, I think it would be wrong to say, uh, you know, give them actual uh, benefits from making that move. Yeah, I uh, I got to think, you know, at first I thought with the way this thing was trending, I thought, boy, they're, they're not going to do much. And then as things began to leak out and more and more details began to come out, uh, obviously once they gave Deshaun Watson that huge contract, a lot of owners looked at that and said, man, let's, let's suspend this guy for an entire year. We can't, you, we, you can't pay that contract. You know, they, there were even uh, there were even rumors that just ban the guy, just ban the guy and have him set up reinstatement after a year. And then we'll see what we want to do just because they don't want to pay that contract, because that's the precedent now for quarterbacks in the National Football League it is fully guaranteed two hundred and fifty million dollars if you're good. And owners just don't want to see that. So they're just praying the commissioner comes down magnanimously hard on Deshaun Watson. So I think the NFL is going to get a season. I think they're going to push back and say, minimize it to make it 12 um, or you know, whatever, you know, but I think it's going to be a year, uh, a year more for Deshaun Watson and a year lost regarding that money. And, but he's ultimately going to get it by the time it's all said and done. And that's not going to make a lot of people happy. 
including owners who don't want to pay that level of contract. But I don't know how, if you're the Players Association. Or, now, it's kind of like defense attorneys. Defense attorneys, look, they're not bad people. They're just there to protect your rights and give you some kind of a solid, you know, legal defense. That's what their job is. They're defense attorneys. So they may not like their clients and they may not agree with what's gone on, but just to keep things honest and fair for two impartial arguments to be made, you have to have somebody on your side. So I get it. But how do you, how do you look at Deshaun Watson if you're the players association and say, Oh yeah, we're going to defend this because you can't, you, you, you know, I mean, granted there's no criminal charges, uh, so maybe they can say, well, it's it's just a he said, she said, but not not 24, 26 counts of this, plus others that have said, yeah, he did this too, but we don't want him to become involved. I, I just, I don't know how you can look at this and say, this is defendable in any way, shape or form, other than to say, oh, you're going to, we know you're going to, you know, cut them loose. Just don't cut them loose for as long as we hope, you know, they give them, give them 10 games, let them come back and play six or seven or whatever. Yeah, it, it is what it is. But Deshaun Watson, man, geez. If they don't give him at least a year, I think there's going to be an outcry. I really do. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up on Twitter? Feel free, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Welcome, Dan, Bushy, uh, John, all uh, coming in and following today. So that was kind of nice over on Twitter. Uh, you want to follow Ben? Follow him at Ben Z Kenny. You can respond there. You can face us, uh, follow us on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. Facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. And you can find us on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Subscribe. We'd love to have you as an everyday viewer. Same thing on Twitch TV. And if you want to drop us an email, do it. TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. That's TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. There you go. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Uh, anything less than a year would be disappointing, in my opinion. Give me your opinion on how many, uh, you know, how many games and/or seasons Deshaun Watson should or should not be suspended by the NFL. This portion of the program brought to you by our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Covered All up in Wausau, and I'm telling you, one of the, if not the best, one of the best, hands down. And if you got a boat, upholstery, uh, awning, out for your business, uh, canopy. Whatever it happens to be, he can work on it. And if, say, you have gym equipment or office equipment and office furniture, he can redo that as well. I'm telling you, he's fantastic, does incredible work. You can follow his stuff on Facebook or just simply go to Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. And uh, you can give him a call as well and get uh, an estimate and or ship some stuff to him. 715 870 2119. 715-870-2119. Got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michaels show. Good to have you. Hopefully you're in uh, enjoying your day. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Again, 877-867-1670. 
Uh, this was from uh, this is from Mac. Mac says uh, Deshaun Watson needs at least a year. Uh, if they go anything less, then they are kowtowing to the Players Association and giving the players way too much power. What does that also say to the women that have made the claims? It's somewhat of a slap in the face. I agree with all of that. The argument that's being made is on Deshaun Watson's behalf, and I'm only playing devil's advocate here. I'm not condoning anything. Is that, well, there weren't any criminal charges, so what's the problem? He didn't do anything wrong. In the eyes of the law, either one, they said no, he didn't do anything wrong, or two, there's no evidence there to prove what the the women are saying. Now, on the opposite side of things, the NFL is going to say, wait a minute, you just by settling, there's a, somewhat of an admission of guilt, right? And then Deshaun Watson's side is going to say, no, we just wanted to get this out of the headlines so we can move forward with the season. So I, I don't, uh, again, I, I we all think, I mean, one, where there's smoke, there's fire, I think, for the most part. Um, I mean, again, we have heard in the past of players, athletes, and such being accused of something or people of fame being accused of something only to find out that, no, that wasn't true. Okay? So we it's not like this is unprecedented. But we haven't seen... 26 different people from 26 different areas who don't know one another, basically, all come forward with a very similar story. It's just that that portion of it is overwhelming. 877-867-1670. This is uh, from Complicated Fellow. Would you give him an indefinite suspension with a meeting in the year if he has not received all of the uh, accusations against him, would uphold a suspension for yet another year. See, I would go in that direction. I would say you are indefinitely suspended. We will revisit this in one year. Um, we will take a look at any additional charges or uh, any additional lawsuits and any additional information that comes out, we reserve that right. I don't think the NFLPA would allow it. I think it would go against their collective bargaining agreement. I think you have to be once the the disciplinary, you know, unless there's new allegations of another new, more recent, you know, level of abuse, we'll say. I, I think once it's settled, it's settled. So I, I don't know specifically how that works, but... um. Yeah, I got to think that that this is this is going to be uh, this is going to be long and drawn. Well, I shouldn't say long and drawn out. This is going to be where they they set their their sights on at least a year. Uh, maybe there's going to be an appeal, but we all know Roger Goodell hears all appeals, and then they'll go ahead and make the final ruling. Chances are he's not going to play this upcoming season. Which also now that brings into another whole question. How many uh, how many butts do you got to kiss to try to get Baker Mayfield to come back? Right, Baker Mayfield wants no part of the Browns at this point. Oh, he's gone. But it, yeah, so I'm just saying, uh, what do you do, Jacoby Brissett? Uh, that's probably it. That's probably it. And what happens with Baker Mayfield right now? No takers. So uh, you got you got basically two quarterbacks. Laying out in limbo right now. It's it, you, you, the the Browns 
went from being a team that could possibly be considered on the rise and then <laughs> and, and now it's just completely a cesspool and and it's just it again it's it's Jimmy Haslam and a lot of people don't like him to begin with just because he does seem kind of kind of sleaze-esque in some of his business dealings. Uh, how he ended up getting an NFL, it just shows. When you've got enough money and you've got enough pool, you can do anything with it. Because the NFL always about is about protect the shield, and it's just like, well, we'll protect the shield as long as you know we have more money than you. That's kind of the way they look at it. Uh, 877-867-1670. A caller, what, what a caller called in and asked about Robert Kraft? And not getting punished? Um, that's a great question. I, I don't know how. I think th- This is what I think. I think the NFL came down so hard on the whole deflate gate thing. And Tom Brady, the only thing that Tom Brady ever really looked bad for was the smashing of the cell phone. That That was it. I mean, the whole thing about... You know, uh, hey, we want to look at your phone. And then, you know, just before all of that got going, he gets rid of his phone and smashes it, destroys it. And he says, well, he does it to all of his phones. And which I guess if you're Tom Brady, I understand that. It's true. But all you got to do is run the, you know, default reset and it completely clears your phone. I don't know why you got to smash it in a backyard alley somewhere. But that's what Brady looks guilty for. But they did come down hard on the Patriots organization for all of that, the whole Spygate thing. And some felt maybe a little bit too hard. And I think, just my opinion, is they went easy on Robert Kraft because Robert Kraft had already taken maybe some uh, harsher than normal penalties for some of the investigations that were pretty much fed into by the media and by other fan bases uh, around the, around the, the NFL. And I think that's the reason they kind of let him go a little bit. Just that's just my opinion. But I I agree with you. I mean, this guy was a. Uh, then again, I mean, he was busted doing something illegal, and the problem was is that the video was gone. The charges were against the the massage parlor. It wasn't as if one of the girls of the massage parlor were making a complaint against Robert Kraft. It was a legal matter, which then got dropped. Not even a ticket. So once the legal matter was dropped, no complaints. There's, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no legal issue here. And that's part of the problem with Robert Kraft as well. One hour down. We got three yet to go. Out of the shoots fast today. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.